Growing Big People is, as you guys know, or perhaps don't know, the name of my podcast channel. And uh, I want to spend a few minutes with you speaking about some of my observations about um, the qualities, the characteristics of big people. I think when I use that term, sometimes people think it is um, uh, unkind, as if I'm speaking about uh, mature versus immature, as if big people... um, you know, are only that, can only be that, if they've kind of um, reached this perfect level of maturity or they're the people in charge or have a position of authority. I don't mean that. I'm talking about internally, being big or small internally, not in rank or role or title or position um, or age or experience, but internally. Um, So I'm going to give you five um, qualities, characteristics that I think uh, are true of what I would call uh, big people. Remember now, big people to me are people that are kind, they are generous, they are loving, they are inclusive, they are not judgmental, they are not threatened by people different to them, they are not narrow, and so on and so on. And so the opposite of that would be what I would call a small person. Small people are judgmental, they're narrow, they're unkind, um, they are threatened by people different to them, um, and so on and so on. So. Uh, that's what I'm talking about generally now when I talk about big people. But here's the first thing I think that strikes me about what I would call a big person. They understand, and I want you to understand, the human species are the only one that gets to create our own environment rather than just live in one created for us. That God created humans to create environments, to master and subdue Um and change environments to suit us. And we have kind of done that from day one, as you know. We have conquered every realm there is virtually that are not native to us. We've conquered the the seas and the skies and um, all environments on earth and now space and even underground. So humans have done that uh, physically, externally. But I don't think we realize how much we can and should do that internally, in our own internal unconquered space, in our own internal ecosystems. Um, Humans can grow all of their lives and never stop growing in the way I'm describing to you now. No species on the planet is able to do that because no other species has the other unique human gift of self-awareness. Self-awareness is the ability to, to interrupt our own autopilot mentalities and narratives and inherited belief systems and replace it with uh, new ideas, um, create new narratives, new environments, new framings of the way we see the world, new relationships, new possibilities. Um, So that's the first thing I want you to understand, that you and I as humans, we get to create, if you don't like your environment, you're not an animal or a tree or a plant or a fish where you have to just stay with the environment, you can change your environment. First of all, internally, we can change our own internal landscape. No other species can do that and doesn't have a need or an awareness of wanting to do that because they live from instinct rather than self-awareness and self-consciousness. We get to do that. Where can you change your environment right now if you don't like it internally or externally? Um, don't age. Big people do not age without evolving. To grow in years, but to not evolve as a human, 
is a tragedy. Um, the happiest people in the world are growers, what I call growers. They are people that are committed to this stuff, what keeps them happy and connected and interested and curious is that they continually work on the creation of a great internal climate in their own lives and constantly work on creating a great external environment around them because we can. Secondly, big people do not live with unchallenged assumptions. When you surrender to um, ideas, beliefs, perspectives, values, cultures that were chosen for us, we are denying our greatest gift, which is to not do that as humans. I think every generation gets to decide whether or not it lives under the rule of inherited beliefs that are on the throne of their lives, mentally and emotionally, environmentally and so on. And growing, flourishing humans um, have the courage to challenge any assumption that was handed to them, imposed on them by, by nurture and by conditioning. And if you want to keep growing as a person, you cannot live with unchallenged assumptions because that's killing us all around the world. I'm encouraging you, and this, this is never too late to do this, but the longer you leave it, the tougher it gets. It's like an old dog and new tricks scenario. So I'm encouraging all you younger people listening to this, watching this, that um, you do not live with unchallenged assumptions. Ask yourself, where does that default autopilot mindset, behavior, habit, um, opinion come from? And is that okay? Is it one of mine? Is it my parents? Is it my cultures? Is it my race? Is it my gender? Is that where it came from? And is it okay? Or does it need some deeper thought? Does it need some investigation? Does it need some deconstruction? Because big people do not live with unchallenged assumptions. Thirdly, growth, human growth, is not a one-size-fits-all, guys. Um, either in you towards yourself, in growing you, give yourself a break that you don't grow like others do or at the same pace as others do or in the same way and time others do or you don't grow in response to the same things others do is absolutely fine. But what we have done, especially in the Western education system that travels with us all of our lives is we rob our children of curiosity. We rob them of um, diversity, of opinion and perspective because we reduce all that curiosity and all that interest and imagination to a right or wrong answer on a school test paper. And we do that at the most formative parts of our lives. And even though we're not at school anymore, in our minds we are. And I think there's two primary approaches to, to learning and to growing. One is what I call industrial, one is what I call agricultural. An industrial approach to human learning is a one-size-fits-all batch mentality or our education system or many other um, groups um, and uh, cultures that have this one-size-fits-all. This is what you do. Know the way to do it. Do it this way. Penny in the slot chocolate bar results good on you. That is not good for human learning. It doesn't fit us at all. And the emerging generation, especially, that are differently wired to my generation, especially, it doesn't fit them because they have multiple forms of intelligence, not just an academic one, which is the main way in the West we've measured 
one-size-fits-all academic intelligence. Um, an agricultural approach to learning and growing is much more to me what we should be leaning to as humans. It is organic, it is natural, um, it is in keeping with how you're wired as a person, um, it is multiple choice, um, it celebrates different kinds of learning, it doesn't try to control outcomes. When a farmer sows seed, agricultural analogy metaphor, rather than manufacturing, when a farmer sows seed, he knows he cannot control so much that comes next. He can till the soil, put in the seed, but then he is at the mercy of the climate conditions um, as to what happens then to that seed. That's what I mean. Agricultural approach to learning is you sow the seed, do the best you can to do that well, and then you have to step back and hope that the soil conditions and the weather conditions and the climate um, are positive for that seed to have its full potential. So don't have a one-size-fits-all as you teach others and don't let others put you into a one-size-fits-all manufacturing batch mentality when they teach you. Growing people don't do that. We hope you're enjoying today's podcast with Paul Scanlon on Growing Big People. We just wanted to let you know about Paul's online course about growing big people, which is now available at half price for a limited time only. This course is broken into eight videos, comes with the audio and a Q&A workbook to download all over three hours. To get access to this great offer, click the link in the show notes. Thank you for listening and enjoy the rest of the podcast with Paul Scanlon. Number four, um, big people, growing people I've noticed, get out of control on a regular basis, meaning we do not grow in environments we control, though we like them. Um, and especially as you age, the older you get, the less we are comfortable with things that we don't know, are not predictable, are uncertain to us. That's why as you age, especially as you age, this is why I do a lot of teaching, Aging Well, an online video course I do called Aging Well, because as we age, um, we, we become more entrenched less open to new ideas, less curious, um, and start to live safer and get more of a risk aversion instead of having a openness to risk um, and getting outside the boxes we kind of surrender into, mentally, emotionally, relationally, and so on. So uh, getting out of control regularly is something you have to be intentional about if you want to keep growing. Keep being uncomfortable in big and small ways. Get around people that make you feel uncomfortable because they see a thing different to you. Uh, read a book from someone whose opinion you know would make you feel uncomfortable. Listen to people, be around people, be in environments, um, experiment with different habits um, and behaviors that you know are uncomfortable for you in whatever way they are, mentally, emotionally, relationally, uh, financially, socially, uncomfortable. And I think there's something in our commitment to that that keeps us on our toes, keeps us growing, keeps us flourishing. I think big people have committed to that. Um, if you're the smartest person in the room, then you are in a coffin. You're not in a room. And I think what I'm saying about getting out of control regular is that you need to listen to people that are smarter than you, that have figured something out better than you, that have a knowledge beyond you and I, and it makes you feel uncomfortable because when you think you know all there is to know about that, or you think you're an expert, then you hear someone else speak and it's like, whoa, I'd never thought of that. That's good for us. And growing people regularly get out of control knowing we do not grow where we control everything. 
And five and finally, um, big people live from their soul, not from their ego. I've thought a lot about this in recent years, and this is why I did, a, again, an online teaching course about the prosperity of the soul, because I think we have to decide in life where we primarily live from. We either live from um, the false identity that our ego gives us, because that's what the ego is. The ego is a false identity. We either live from this egoic identity that is put on us from childhood, where we are layered, multiple layers of labeling and title that are to do with, again, our background, our race, our gender, our socioeconomic status, our politics, religion, and so on and so on. All of these things become layers that manufacture this social construct called the ego that we find great comfort in living inside of all of our lives. It is scary to cut free from that and live from the essence of you, which is your soul. But the most and the best flourishing human beings in any generation are that because they have uncoupled from the tyranny of the leadership and government of the ego and have surrendered and free-falled into uh, the rhythms of grace that only come from living from the soul. Because the soul is filled with love and service and contribution and kindness and care and compassion and empathy. That's the soul. That's not the ego. The ego is the personality. And depending on what your personality is like and what it's rooted in, you may not be any of those things, or you may be those things in a smaller measure than you could be if you live from your soul. The greatest humans in history, some of them we saw in history and became aware of them because of leadership or something they wrote or said or did. The greatest humans in history, if you examine where they lived from internally, they live from their soul because all growing, flourishing humans live from their essential self, which is the soul, rather than their false self, which is the ego. All right, I hope those five ideas about what growing people are like and what we want, I think, to be like essentially as humans. I hope those five component parts of big people are helpful to you. Tell someone, pass it on. Please don't forget, subscribe to my podcast channel if you don't already. Thank you for taking the time to listen to Paul Scanlon's podcast. We wanted to remind you about the Growing Big People 50% Off Online course. You can find out more about that offer in the show notes. And don't forget to subscribe and share. Thank you again for listening.